Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here from Largo, Florida. I hope you're doing well today. We've got all sorts of stuff going on in the background. We got barking dogs, we got leaf blowers, we got lawnmowers, and notifications on phones, which I should always turn off before I start live. So hopefully a lot of that doesn't show up on the broadcast stream or it's pretty good at blocking a lot of that background noise out. So we'll have to see. It's always an adventure when you do a broadcast from outside. So I hope you're doing well today. Yesterday we had our uh, we did our webinar, our weekly webinar. Make sure you get on the um, get on our email list so you can find out about next week's webinar, which you'll be uh, getting access to on Monday and Wednesday of next week. Um, yeah, there's that, and then we'll be releasing. Actually, we've released the HTMA. Um, HTMA webinar or HTMA course round two. We've we released that. If you want to get in on that, we're about to send it out. Uh, Dr. Stillman is doing a webinar on HTMA. We're going to open it up if we've got spots left. If you want to get in to the HTMA course, which basically includes an HTMA testing kit. And the whole point about it is for you to learn how to do HTMA testing for yourself and for potential clients in the future. You can email me at jimlaird at stillmanmd.com and I will send you a link to that. Uh, we've got a few spots left, so not many. So we're going to send out one or two more emails and then whatever's left over will probably get eaten up on the, uh, the webinar that uh, Clark and Dr. Stillman, I believe, are doing on the 28th. I think it's the 28th. Yeah. This actually kind of ties into our... Um, our topic of our next uh, our next webinar next week. Good morning, Dr. Stillman. Oops, I removed you. Now I brought you back. Good morning, so, everyone. This is the link between mind and body, exploring mind-body connection, mind-body medicine. What's our webinar next week? Something about mind-body and blood pressure. That's right. So, Super I thought powerful. This, I thought this would be a really good uh, a really good topic. And I, I don't think, well, people, and even the placebo, the placebo effect plays into this as well, right? So, it does. you know, what you believe in your mind, the health of your mind, your uh, having a purpose, all these things play into your health. I don't think a lot of people realize that. They don't. They are in denial. And they've been Take it misled away. by the media, by physicians who don't know any better, by, and really their own minds and bodies, because it's very it's very counterintuitive and hard to believe just how in charge of the body, the mind is, but then at the same time, how in charge of the mind, the body is. <clears throat> and that's why you get such good results with mind body medicine, but you have to overcome your skepticism and be open-minded. It's very hard to get people who are closed-minded, if, if not impossible to get people who are closed-minded to actually engage in mind body medicine. And one of the reasons for this, or one of the biggest problems that they encounter is that they have real trouble accepting to what degree the, um, the mind can affect so many different elements. Like we've seen people's blood pressure come down just from mind body medicine. We've seen, oh, how would, how about you define, how about you define mind body medicine for, for, for sure. People? So mind-body medicine is basically based on this premise that the brain can create disease with certain patterns of thinking and feeling. And the body can actually create 
these patterns of thinking and feeling in the brain, right? So let's say you touch a hot stove, right? And you remember a time when you touched a hot stove and it was a horrible burn injury and you were in the hospital, you had a skin graft, it was terrible. Maybe you had traumatic or difficult emotional issues arise around that because our, you know, our physical health and well-being is so intimately tied to our emotional well-being, right? So for example, uh, a violent assault uh, isn't just the physical damage done to your body. It's this emotional, psychological effect of, oh, maybe I'm not safe in places I thought I was safe. Maybe I can't count on or trust someone I thought I could trust. And then this creates this alarm pattern, this fight or flight pattern that runs up into the brain and puts the whole organism into a different state of stress, tension. Often these people are reliving these issues uh, over and over again, right? Uh, and so, you know, something like a simple burn, right, could trigger that memory and you could say, oh my gosh, wow, you know, all those emotions, all that, all that energy floods back into the system. And so it's in many respects, like the brain and the body to a certain extent are living in the past. And this is what we see in things like complex PTSD. So as you run around with all these neurotransmitters and hormones of stress, just at high, high, high tempo, high, high levels, you don't have the opportunity to rest, digest, relax heal the body from the insults and the wear and tear of daily life. And so that's how I look at mind body medicine. And when we get people back into their body with things like yoga, Tai Chi, Qigong, even just simple weight training. And you know, this is where I think you're really different from anyone I've ever seen talk about weights and physical exercise. You get people back into their body with the way you train them. Most people are just, hey, did you move the weight, you know, in the the way we told you to, basically, right? Whereas th that's usually driving them into strategies that are dysfunctional, or that I shouldn't say are dysfunctional, right? Should I, Jim? They you are. should say it drives into a strategy that that once you lose variability, yes, then you get in trouble, right? So right. there's certain things, certain movements that are designed to make you stronger and move in certain ways that might make you really good at deadlifting or really good at pressing a weight. But when it comes to everyday life and breathing and being able to shift from side to side and being able to turn off and relax, a lot right. of these things people are doing in their training are taking them and putting them in a state where they're in a in an overbreathing state or a stress state and they can't shut it off. Um, so a lot of the things that people are doing are, it's kind of like making a top field dragster. If your goal and if your goal in driving is to go a quarter mile as fast as you possibly can in a straight line, then being a top field dragster is amazing, right? Yes. The problem is, is if you're trying to drive around downtown Tampa on a top field dragster, it's not going to work really well because you can't turn really well. That's right. Uh, you know, it's noisy. Um, but, but that's what a lot of people do in their training is they, they turn themselves into a top field dragster when they really need to be a Camry, you know? Well, they also do this in life, right? They're the busy, you know, ball busting CEO. Then well, I actually talked home. to one of the guys we know, the a tech guy this morning, he, he messaged me and he was looking at some of his data and he's like, do I really need this many calories a day? And like his respiratory rate was really high. He's not very yeah. active. And, I was just like, how right. fidgety are you? Are you like hammering your foot up and down all day? And he's like, yeah, I'm doing that. And he, he's, you know, he's in this constant state of, state of stress and he never, never really leaves his apartment. Right. And it's like, you got to shut that off, man. That's a strategy you're stuck in for whatever reason. Right. And I think our modern world, 
pushes us into this chronic state, right? Where you end up, your brain's in a stress state, then your body expresses what is needed to survive in that stress state. And you get to the point where you just can't turn it off. That becomes your normal, right? That's why we right. talk to people about neurofeedback and float tank and, and AMDR right. therapy. These are right. all things, your Tai Chi's. These are all things that take you right. the other direction so you can have the ability. Because there's nothing wrong with being in a stress state. It's great. Sure. For, for an emergency but the problem is is when your emergency is like 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year and this is why there's lots of really cool drills in the fundamentals of wellness from jim about how to you know change your breathing mechanics how to change how your body you know moves even how it's shaped i mean that's why we have fundamentals of wellness we need people to engage in this to get optimal results and we had an interesting conversation with somebody last night on our thyroid coaching call where we basically had walked her through how to get her care locally. And then we just kind of helped her understand the bigger picture and the greater context of her health. So we're not practicing medicine. We're just coaching and educating. And yeah. I really think the more we do this, right, the more we see that people are fixated on the one-on-one -on -one with me. No offense. Because you're a, you're a star. I've got the, I've got the, magical, star. the magical MD. But seriously, they're fixated on this, right? And they don't, they, it takes a, a while for them to buy. And you used to complain, you've complained about this many times from your gym, right? It takes people a, a while to buy in. Yeah. Right? Because the truth is, for those of you listening, if you suffer from what we call shiny object syndrome, which is where you're constantly chasing shiny objects, the next workout routine, the next book, the next course, the next you know, retreat, the next this, the next that, if you have shiny object syndrome, here's what we see. You chase shiny object after shiny object after shiny object. You hear guys like Jim and I say, you got to work on your stress. You got to dial in your fundamentals. You got to look at your data. You got to see what's going on. We got to talk about how you feel and how you think and how you move and how you breathe. And then you come to see us and we're like, yes, you may know all this stuff, but are you doing it? And are you doing it right? And then we see that you're not. I didn't know I actually had to do it. I just <laughs> thought knowing it was enough. Um, I think the thing you did with that lady last night was uh, teach her how to talk to her doctor, right? Yeah, I did. Because there, there's a lot, you know, when you're dealing with people and, and this falls into relationships and all sorts of other good stuff. But mm -hmm. if you can if you can know how to talk to somebody in a way that uh, is non-confrontational, especially when you're dealing with a doctor who is kind of a uh, an authority figure, so to speak. If you come to them and you tell them what, you know, you think, you know, best, right. As opposed to asking a question, if I come to Dr. Stillman, I say, Hey, Hey doc, you know, I've got, I've got this and I've got that. How about we try, how about we try this? Or how about we would be open to trying this? What do you think? I, I've really good Lord, dude. It's, you know, why even bother, man? We're moving out of here in a week. For those of you listening and wondering what just happened, I just adjusted the the picture on my wall. And, and it's Doctor Stillman clean. Um, so my OCD. So, is so a lot of times, doctor. A lot of times, people will go to their doctor, and they might even know more than their doctor, and they might be right. But a lot of times, it's how you talk to them and how you like present information to them. Uh, right. That basically, if you have somebody that comes in, you know, and and thinks they they know it all, and you're that supposedly the authority figure, a lot of doctors you know, obviously feel that way because they went to school, right? Um, you know, you can get a lot out of certain situations uh, if just by changing the way 
you know, when you're dealing with an employee or someone who you're working with by starting with a compliment before you basically tell them things that they need to do better, uh, comes across a lot better than you just coming in and going, well, you didn't do this right, you know, but Hey, you've been doing this great, yeah. but here's something you need to change. Right. So a lot of it's in the delivery. Mm -hmm. So we it can is. help, we can help teach people how to interact with their doctors. Cause you really, you just need one that that's willing to work with you and has an open mind. It doesn't have to be Dr. Stillman because you can't treat everyone doctor. I can't, it's not possible. In we fact, we're actually, yes. what, right. <laughs> if it were only that easy. Um, no, in fact, we're going to, we're, I think we're, we're pretty close to, I don't think we have almost any more availability the rest of this year. And then our next in-person dates after January or March. So you're looking at a five-month wait. And that'll be that'll be here next week. And that is why, to be honest with you, I mean, we look at these these coaching programs, and it's so easy to jump into a coaching program and get FaceTime with me. You know, we're having a coaching call, wait a minute, next week, Wednesday, right? 7.30. Isn't that right? 8 o'clock, Dr. So oh, I have one tomorrow for the fundamentals of wellness. I have one tomorrow at 11, which I'll be doing from Jay Campbell's seminar right. that he's doing in Tampa. So you and mean you we, can get, yeah. And then Tuesday night with me at six. Right. And then you have you and, and I with me at Wednesday eight. at eight. Yeah. That's correct. So you can get either jump on a call with me next week through fundamentals of wellness, or you mm -hmm. can wait. And, and the fundamentals of wellness right now is, is what? 2,400 for the year. Isn't that right? I think so. It's $200 a month. Cause you get like mm -hmm. seven or eight coaching calls every month. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, next, uh, and then if you want like an executive physical of me, it's 3,500 bucks. Right. It's like the FOW fundamentals of wellness is a no brainer starting it point. Is. So anyway, Jim, so I think that's enough here. for today. Well, oh, we got some questions. We got some questions. Okay. We'll do the questions. Have you All seen right, so, neural work? Yeah, um, Amy, I don't know what neural retraining is, but the thing about this space is there's so many people doing good work in it because it's important and because it's powerful that I, we can't possibly cover all the programs. I think what Jim and I have heard the most about, have tried ourselves and have seen success with is neurofeedback, EMDR. Those are, I think, two of the best studied modalities. I really, I don't know, maybe someone is out there doing cognitive behavioral therapy really well but i don't i don't know i don't know who they are well i can i, I, can I shouldn't tell say you. that I, I i podcasted with roger mcphillan the other week who runs this podcast called radically genuine and if there was anybody i'd trust with that it's him because he's very genuine as his podcast implies but um yeah jim what were you gonna say oh we'll, we'll read it first for the people that are listening on spotify and oh, apple sorry. and all that yeah, well, thanks for listening there by the way we've we've passed I think we're, all, we're closing in on like 10,000 downloads, which is pretty cool. It is cool. Have you seen neural re, uh, retraining work in the long term? I've seen various programs that incorporate mind retraining and body movements. I, I think so. So the, the combining the movement with the retraining is key because the movement helps actually re repattern the brain, right? That's why people that have strokes and things like that do a lot of movement, like a lot of stuff that you would do as a kid, like crawling and cross connecting and rolling around on the floor and things like that. That's why I really encourage people to get down on the floor and move around. Um, oh, Rommel, We're, our, our show's crazy today. Dogs, Rommel, good times. So, um, yeah, I think th it's kind of like anything else. It's like once you build an aerobic base, you know, in exercise, you have to do enough work to maintain that aerobic base or if you build muscle mass. 
once you have muscle mass, it's easier to maintain it. So if you do some sort of, uh, you know, neurological retraining, like I know with me, it, when I do MDR, if I do neurofeedback, if I do meditation, if I work on managing my stress, a lot of the changes that I've made in my perspective and in my mind, a stick, you know? So I would say, I would say yes, particularly if you combine movement with it, because the movement is so important in brain health. And that's one of the reasons you see so many people struggling today with mental, not only like horrible diet and all those things, but people just aren't moving. And movement is such a huge part of brain health that most people, uh, most people just miss it, you know? So, uh, let's see, we got another one here. Liz says, unfortunately, that is true. Medicine is likely rarely paid for by insurance. Yeah. M modern medicine doesn't really emphasize this very much because you really you really can't make a lot of money off it obviously well they're lost uh, yes lost 64 years old in bed 24 7 because of bone uh osteoporosis fibromyalgia thyroid disease second that's not a question jim okay that's a statement gotcha it's a statement well i would just say liz do the best you can to get outside and do whatever you can to get moving right Improve oh, your know. nutrition, do all the do all the basic things. That's so right. we'd better get on with our day, Jim. Thanks everyone we need for to get watching. on with our day. Thanks everyone. Make sure you get outside. Make sure. Take care.